1822, it says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I'll read it again. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I'm going to read it again until the church is ready. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. This is a two-part mini-preaching segment here. The first part of this, uh, obviously this is talking about the benefits of of being a man and and having a wife. Now, the first part of this uh, where it says finds a wife, a wife means female. And it, do, it don't matter what you identify with. If you don't like the way God created uh, the world, you'll just have to deal with it. it. We're just, here we have to keep it biblical. This isn't Disney World or Fantasy Island. Uh, so everybody drinks the truth serum here today. So, um, and if you want to check up on my theology, just go to the first couple pages of your Bible and it will clear any confusion you might have. Good. We got three people that agree. I can move on. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So I'm the beneficiary of having a good wife. Ask me, say, please tell. She keeps me grounded. Because if it wasn't for her, I'd spend every dime we got on guy things. And don't act like the guy you're married to is any dang different at all. Amen? The wife brings some some groundedness to the relationship and some sanity and some, uh, uh, I don't know, just some soundness in in the whole thing. Amen? And we obtain favor from the Lord. And if we're going to be here, we might as well have favor from the Lord. Amen? If you got to be here and I got to be here, we might as well get all the favor we can get from the Lord because it's rough out there. And without the Lord's help, you know where we would be. We'd be destined to blow the gates of hell wide open. So I'm going to slide up one verse that says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we know that it's a mom's job to keep the to bring some cohesion to the family. Uh, you can raise your man up, or you can chop him down with your tongue. You can cut him down at the knees. You never made enough money, and all this kind of garbage. And then that'll that'll be for sure that that guy will never amount to a hill of beans if the woman chops him off at the knees like that. It's, it's, a, it's a woman's job to encourage her husband, and it's a woman's job to encourage the kids. Hello, are you guys here today? Because <laughs> I've seen what goes on out there, and if it wasn't for the moms, the kids would go awry. So the more uh, godly women we get, the more godly children we'll have. Uh, 
And they can speak some, you know, moms are cool about speaking life into kids. Because I was a little bit of a handful when I was growing up. I was voted, you know, in the yearbook, how they, how they vote on things. I was voted the worst student. But my, watch this class, not in my mom's eyes. Oh, don't act like you ain't got that child either. Mom, mom, you could be the only thread that's keeping this whole thing together. No, I'm going to come down where you live. You know, you know I, I know all your families are perfect, but that one family has that mom that continually gets on her knees every night and continues to pray for the whole dang thing. Because let's be honest, if it wasn't for moms, the whole family would go to hell and the hogs would eat it. It's a heck of a responsibility to be a mom, especially in 2023. So I, I've been talking to some of the the kids, oh, some of our young ladies that are here that are fixing to have babies. I said, you know, if they would continually get around older ladies who have already had babies and they're raising them in Christ, they could keep these girls out of a out of a, a situation. And 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 their job isn't to compete with other ladies. Their job is to be successful in the eyes of the Lord. Um. And you know what? It's also, I got to say this because I don't know when this came up. When did the filters come up? I didn't know anything about filters. So if you're my age, Pastor Jay, filters are something that kids use now on the Internet to make themselves look better than they, are, than they actually are. Don't look at your shoes. What I'm saying is, is if we don't deal with this on the ground level, Children's coping mechanisms will be not only broke, but non-existent. If, you, if, you're, if you're having a bad hair day, just thank God that you got hair, because later down the line, you'll be praying that you had a messy head when you don't have hair at all. Ask me to keep going, and I will. If you got a zit on your face, it ain't the end of the world. Look at me. Everybody at some level at some time in their life has a little blemish in, in their life. And your mom is going gonna, is gonna to coach you on how to get through those blemishes. Because real men who love Jesus knows that great women uh, go through situations. And the most attractive thing in the world is a woman who loves Jesus. So don't worry about if you have a zit or you don't, you know, or whatever the thing is. Uh, that too will pass. I know it's a, the biggest crisis and known to man, uh, but it's really not. Let us pray on that note for our mothers today and, uh, and for our offering. And, and for the recipients of mom's blessing.
Lord, we just thank you that we got godly women in this church that won't compromise their beliefs to, to be friends with their children. We thank you that they're going to stay steadfast and tell the truth. They're going to be dedicated to their husbands uh, and to their families until you call them back uh, home. And Lord God, uh, bless the moms uh, in their special day today. Lord, you've given us that, and uh, we're excited about it, and uh, we honor them today as we exalt your name. Uh, and bless the offering today, too, Lord, as the basket comes by. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So applaud the Lord. Let the basket come by. Wish your neighbor happy Mother's Day one more time. Happy Mother's Day. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Uh, we'll break it down as we go, and uh, I want to mention some of the things that are coming up. So, if you if you don't know the 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 youth, uh, the youth group is at it again. They're washing cars, selling candy bars, um, and um, they're doing all kinds of things. They're they're putting together a pie in the face thing to raising funds. Um, so we can send them on a uh, camp. Mom's Life is coming out to our Moscow location May the 23rd in the garage is here next Monday with Randy the Barber uh, and Pastor Mark and Terry Phillips is giving his testimony on the 22nd at 6.30, so be here. Um, it's going to be awesome. And uh, so praise God for that. Um. Let this, let this chapter, let this portion of the Bible sink on you like never before because there, there's some serious, valuable information uh, for mommies and, and uh, for men and for kids, and it's all here, and we'll break it down as we go, okay? Um, it says, an excellent wife who can find... She is far more precious than jewels. Um, Proverbs 31.10. She's far more precious than jewels. And it doesn't mean that you... I was telling the church this last night. A lot of times, not at this church, but other churches. There's nothing wrong with jewels. Sometimes, Miss Chittenden, girls like to show off the ring. You mean this old thing, girl? I didn't even think you noticed. You know who she is. If she talks about it one more time, we're just going to. It's okay if she talks about it because she's excited that her man finally asked her. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't put it out there to compete with your girlfriend. That's not, that's not what this is about. Amen. You can applaud if it's good preaching. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. So here she is. So um, this, is, this is promoting, a lot of this is promoting the husband. 
So like I said before, the, the woman can promote the husband so he can get out there and do the things he needs to do to provide uh, for his family. So uh, listen to this as it, as it is going along. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and, and works with willing hands. So that means that this mother here um, is always working, always on the move and, and keeping her family together and keeping it prosperous and watching over her guy. Um, and, uh, and, and it's a rough job. And I thought about that. If you were to, if you were to put this job description uh, Mrs. Geeson, in the paper, it would read something like that. I don't even know if they, do they still put jobs in the paper if they're looking for somebody? Wouldn't you, if you're my age, wouldn't you hate to have to go out and actually get a job? Like, oh, how do you, how do you apply for a job nowadays? And say online and we'll just get it over with. Who would hire somebody if you haven't seen them yet? I'm going to hire him on his email? <laughs> That's what's going on here today. I, I, I don't know. Um, she seeks, go, go with 13. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. Always busy. Her her resume would read, need somebody to take care of a dysfunctional family 24-7, be a taxi, be a counselor, be a doctor. The hours are long and there is no pay. <laughs> Who's going to sign up for that? Stay with me. Only moms. Is it soaking in yet? God created these wonderful ladies to do a wonderful job with wonderful families. And it's ongoing and it's never ending. And they love to do it because it's built in them naturally. It's not built in men to, to function this way. Let's be honest. Guys can get out of gas pretty quick, can't they? And we know that, by the way, that wives complain about their guys sitting in the recliner. It's a, it's a, it's a basic charge to the guy. Are you going to sit in that recliner all day? And I think guys just shout these statements out to make themselves feel good. Now, I'll get it for you, babe. Say that with me. I'll get it, babe. You know he ain't going to get it. The only thing, he's going to get some eyelid coverage. Amen. Uh, amen for the ladies. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and her portions for her maidens. The only thing I can relate to this on, on 15 is I remember my mom. I've told you for years that well, I always had, I never was, did good in school ever, but the little, I did like science. So there was always a science project. And it was something they would say, you had like three weeks to work on it. 
the last night. Every time. Mom, I got a science project. She said, when is it due? Tomorrow. You know, you would never take that to your dad. Because your dad's just going to give it straight to you. But your mom has stuff stocked away, Geeson, so she can put it on construction paper. She'll cut it out, glue it on there for you, and then put your name on it while you're sleeping. <laughs> oh, I need somebody to applaud in this church. Don't act... Don't, don't act like you don't do it. And the teachers, teachers at school know that you did it. But that child needs such a break that you're willing to do that, right? Stay up or whatever. So I can relate to this, and I'm sure you guys can too, and that's what moms do because that's how moms are wired. And like I said before, a guy would never do that. They're like, hey, man, you're, you're out of luck. You know, go there with your hat in the hand. So that's, that's something special about moms. She considers a field and buys it, and with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives merchandise uh, profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. So I was talking to the other services before, and I was trying to, to let the younger girls that are, that we have several that have babies and are fixing to have babies now, Let's get, let's, mommies, let's teach these younger girls to get away from worrying. Just, I, I don't ever remember my mom wringing her hands and worrying about everything. That, you know, we, we knew what was in our household. We knew what was in our control and out of our control. We never worried about food. We never worried about clothes. We never worried about that. And I don't believe my mom did to the point where, uh, it, it made our lives bad. You know, the only real influence uh, in their life back then was either going to church or what they learned from their mom. Amen? Amen. So, there, so what I'm saying is that there was really no outside noise. And, and if they needed to stretch the food, they stretched the food, whether it was pancakes or cream of wheat. or Does anybody remember carnation milk? Kids don't know what it is. Watch this, kids. It's milk in a box. It's milk in a box. Guess what? You liked it. And Velveeta cheese came in a box, too. Still does. I don't know. We need to go to confession if you ate that. Man, that stuff is wow. Amen. So the the ladies knew how to to stretch the food and 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 for the clothes and all that they patched it they darned the socks and now we got all these outside interferences and and young girls are worried about stuff they should never have to be worried about. The older ladies need to tell these young girls you don't need to be concerned with all the what's going on out there in the world with all the rest of these jugheads. Amen. Focus on your family and what God has given you. That's, that's what we need to continue. Here's what I'm trying to say. Worry, I read this in a, in a magazine the other day. Worry starts 
somewhere and goes nowhere. Worry starts somewhere and goes nowhere. And we got everybody trained now to worry about worrying. And if they worry too much, then we take them to the doctor and the doctor prescribes medicine for them. And we are on this, we're on this, on this wheel where we want these pharmaceutical companies to, to raise our children. God never intended the government or pharmaceutical co companies to regulate the lives of God-fearing Christians and mothers. I got to have an amen from this place today. Hallelujah. Or the schools. I'm not going to leave them out either. You need to know that the school's job is to teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. Don't teach them theology. You don't need to tell my kids who they are and who they aren't. That's my job. Quit letting the world raise your children. That should be the end of this service. I, I can't, and I'm just going to tell you what, how my mom dealt with it. It was Harper Valley PTA, I'm going to tell you. My mom would come up there. And, and you didn't lay a hand on her son and all that stuff and everything. And, and I think about that now, man. So now sometimes moms send their kids off to the schools like it's a babysitting service. Say this with me, before care and after care. You know who ought to be caring for your children? You. The school isn't a babysitting service. We don't drop our kids off at 6 and pick them up at 6 and then run them home with McDonald's and throw them in the bed. That's not raising children. And moms know better than that, those who fear God. God will provide a safe, great environment for your child to grow up in and get an education. And if you need to outsource it, outsource it. God will provide the money. Amen? Don't worry about that. Or if you have to sacrifice everything to get them good learning, do it. And, God, and children are a gift from God, not an inconvenience. I never knew what a babysitter was when I was growing up. My mom and dad dropped me off one time at my grandma and grandpa's and one time at my aunt and uncle's. In all my life, I've never been at a babysitter. My dad told me a long time ago, "That's you kids are our responsibility and you stay with us. I, I won't get an amen on that. That's the job of a mother is keeping that family together when the world's trying to pull it apart. Don't, don't you let the world pull your children apart from you. Those children are a gift from God. And, and let's be honest, they grow up way too fast anyways, don't they? You see them all running around. You're like, oh, my kid's so little. Yeah, you blink and they're going to be 18. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, let me let me tack this with it. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And this is something that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church. Um, 
and I think it'll go along with, with helping the mothers today raising children or their, or their families or husbands or whatever they need to keep together. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So whatever was spoke over the family, whatever spoke over your husband, whatever spoke over your kid, you need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus and make sure that it, it honors God and glorifies the Lord. I rebuke that, whatever. I don't even know if they send home letters. You know, back when I was a kid, they used to, when you was young, they used to pin stuff on your shirt so to make sure it would get home to your mom. <laughs> amen. You wasn't sure to amen or not. You go, that's a little cruel. Well, that's what you used to do back when you wore diapers. They used to use safety pins. I told you, the cloth, say it with me, ladies, cloth diapers. You shook them out in the toilet and you boiled them in the spaghetti bucket. Oh, don't act like you didn't do it. And then you put plastic pants over and sent them out on their way. We went outside. We didn't, we didn't wear shirt or shoes. We was out we, in uh, just a diaper. And then when you got old enough, you had a pair of shorts. And, and like bee stings or something new now, we used to get stung two or three times a day. And if you didn't, they'd send you back outside to get it. <laughs> Say amen, amen. Or put Mercurocomb on it. Oh, I got to have an amen from the church for that. Mercurocomb will cast out a devil. <laughs> my dad put that on my thumb. When you used to suck your thumb, he keep kids from sucking their thumb by putting curacomb on it. <laughs> and you're looking at me and go, that's what happened to you, man. <laughs> and everybody at school, when you came in with it, and you go, well, didn't that hurt your self-esteem? <laughs> My dad wasn't worried about your dang self-esteem. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You need to quit interviewing your kids every morning. And, and mommies, you're not short order cooks either. I'll say that. You don't need to ask everybody in the family what they want. You cook a dinner, you put it on the table, they eat it or they go hungry. And if you didn't finish it, wrap it up and give it to them for breakfast. <laughs> I'm just trying to help the church out. They're about ready to fire me today. We'll raise up then. We'll just do it this way. Go ahead and stand up. We'll go early on you. I'll ask Miss Carol if she's in the house to come up. Quit, quit acting like a nanny, will you? On Mother's Day, let's quit acting like a dang nanny. Mom, she wasn't called to be the, you know, the little, you sprinkle fairy dust over everybody. That ain't your job. Your jo I'll tell you as a mother, your job is to get with it. Your job is to get with it. She puts her hands into the staff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hands to the poor and reaches her hands out to the needy. Don't you remember hand-me-downs? Kids don't, Franny, kids don't even know what hand-me-downs is. Can you imagine handing one of these children, Mrs. Cope, some hand-me-downs? That would hurt their self-esteem. 
I remember moms used to look at that, you know, it'd be almost wore out. But they'd fold it and iron it and put it in a bag. And somebody, watch this class, somebody in the family could use that. And this is before Amazon. Amen. And if a button fell off, your mom sewed it on. She didn't, he didn't buy you a new shirt. Are you kidding me right now? What the heck happened to America? Hey, you can't, you can't look at me and say it's gotten better because it ain't. I'm just going to give it to you straight up. What we need today is when we commission these moms, we're going to commission them to go out and get things. Get up in somebody's grill. Mainly their husband and their kids. What the heck was you thinking? Can I keep preaching at the church today? If your kids didn't show up, moms, I'll tell you, do some, use some technology today. Text them and say, you still got one more opportunity to meet me at church at 1130 service. It's Mother's Day. Honor, woo! Honor your mom. That's what Mother's Day is. Hold on, hold on before you start applauding. When I was growing up, you honored your mother every day. I, I promise you at my house, you honored your mother. I couldn't even look at my mom cross-eyed. My dad had stepped up in a minute before, before the eyeballs rolled. There was no such thing as eyeballs rolling. Heads rolled. Heads rolled. It's called the man being a man and the woman being the woman, and it was called chivalry. That's back when you, if your dad got out of the chair, you knew it was over, man. And, I, and here's what I'm saying, I dare you. I dare you to challenge your dad back then. That was before you could hotline somebody. You got a hotline, all right. Hotline to the floor. It's all about it's all about disciplining ourselves to respect our elders. Here's the deal, that's somebody's mom. Don't disrespect her. And no, we're not gonna get into this service where your mom washed your mouth out with soap. We know that happened, I can tell. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well the ways of her household and doesn't eat the bread of idleness. It reminds me of my wife and my mom. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and praises her. I would never talk to my wife in any other way than a biblical way or about her. 
don't expect anybody else to do the same. That's the way it is. There's certain, there's certain things, Keith, that are sacred. And my marriage to my wife is. And, and if we'd start handling our business like we're supposed to handle, we wouldn't have the situations that we have here now. Amen? And I'll leave you one more for the people that are getting on and off the bus and, the, and, the, and, and in the room, in the front room. When an older lady comes in the room and you're a guy, I promise you at my house you're getting out of the chair so she can sit down. I, did you ever think that we'd have to say that? We do. I was in the ER when a pregnant woman come in the ER and a young man was sitting in the wheelchair they were wanting to use to bring her in. And they asked him to get out of the chair and he wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. I said if that ain't... And, and I don't know that I could have addressed the young man and still kept my job as a pastor. I, I'll just be straight up honest with you. That's how that went. Thank God there was a nurse that had a wheelchair in the back and, and, and rolled that mommy in. Do we, is that where we're at in society now that we don't have any more respect than that for a woman? Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is in vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. All, all the mothers out there need to remind the young ladies that are so wonderful and so beautiful that gravity has its effects on everybody. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. You're cute as a bug. But everybody gets old that stays alive. And getting old ain't for sissies. Amen. Starting to get a little challenging, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to bring at this point. I'm going to bring the moms down. I'm going to pray for them. We're going to give them a gift. And, and, and I respect all the mothers of this church and around the world who have raised their kids in, 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 in a great way. What? Let's give it up for Come on down, Mom, so I'm going to pray for you. Come on up here and sit down right here. I'm just going to pray for you. Hey, ladies, you can laugh on your way down. It, it, it's been a heck of a ride being a mommy to that family. Come on in. Yeah, I want everybody to sit down. We're going to pray for you.
Best thing in the world is being a mommy, I'll guarantee it. What a job that is. What a job that is. So I want to let you know the reason most of the families in this church, I don't know how many families we got. I'm going to just take a guess. I'll say there's, I'll say there's conservative. There's 2,000 families in this church. That's conservative. could be 3,000. The reason that we have the families we do is because of ladies that are sitting up here on this altar. So let's, let's applaud them and all that they do. We're going to pray a blessing on them and cut them loose so they can get out there in the highways and the byways. And they're going to go meet their kids somewhere at some restaurant or over at their house or whatever they're doing. Take some time out to thank a mom. I wish my mom was still around. I'd love for my mom to be around and see this. She never got to see the, the good Pastor Pat. Amen. Close your eyes. I want to talk to you for just a second. I want you to be thinking about your mom. I hope your upbringing was good. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a little whatever. Wasn't it your mom that really encouraged you? Wasn't it your mom that believed in you? Wasn't it your mom that was such a big helpmate to your dad? Wasn't it your mom that was somehow a voice of reason and when you thought everything was just horrible? I'm pretty sure it was. And the moms that are here had moms praying for them. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And churches all across America and all across the world celebrating Mother's Day. It's, a, it's, a, it's an honorable day to honor mothers. They're so wonderful, so precious, so, so full of life and promise. Leave with this thought. Moms are containers of promise for their family. And they, do, they dump it out in, in portions on their family as needed. We're going to pray for them right now that they'll continue to, to lead the charge at their family. They'll be able to... Hey, let's be honest. The, the boat may rock, but the anchor still holds. The boat may rock, but the anchor still holds. Hallelujah. Father God, I want to pray for all the moms that I see here and here. You're all through here. All different ages. Maybe all grown up in different parts of the neighborhood. Maybe, maybe not even in this country. But they're wonderful. I don't know their story, Lord, but you do. And you know why you created them to carry the banner inside the families of, of, of love and, and order and promise and kindness. So bless them today.
And Lord God, if there's a mom that's in the sound of my voice, maybe out yonder that isn't born again, we pray that they give their life to you today. And for their family members, we pray that they become born again. They ask Jesus to come into their life, come into their heart so they can be saved. And dear God, I pray that you help these family members live for you in this precious, wonderful day. We give God all the glory as we honor these mothers. In his church today, everybody says amen. amen. And applaud the Lord, applaud the mothers. Happy Mother's Day.